Hello, family. How are you? Did you know that you had a sister that looked like me? Pastor David, I just want to say thank you so much for opening up this house to the family over at, uh, that we're over in Thorn Street, Northside Family Church. And um, as Pastor David was saying, there's a long history of relationship between us all. And um, even on behalf of our family, I want to um, just say to Pastor John and Pastor Hazel and your leadership team, um, thank you for the kindness that you showed to us um, when our dad went home to glory. The kindness of this house that came right into our home and touched our hearts in a deep and profound way. We cannot say thank you enough. Only eternity will see what the real reward of this relationship is. And so uh, from Northside Family Church, we just want to honour you today, Peace Christian Family Church. We bless you in the name of the Lord. We pray that God prospers you in everything that you do. And also, we're so grateful that God put it on your hearts to create a Christian school in our community that some of our children go to. Um, your legacy has impacted our generations. And we're so eternally grateful that God has put us together as the family of God in this city and for our nation. And so again, we just want to say thank you. And I'm so glad that we're here today being the church of God today in this city. Because this is what the church of God does. Amen. This is us just being the church. We're coming together to worship and to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. And also, you know, for um, your work with the Rockhampton um, Combined Churches, um, Rockhampton Churches Together, there's a wonderful work, and I don't know that many of our crew would know, but this fellowship leads the com coming together of the churches in our city. It's, it's, there's, a, there's a real hunger and there's a real desire and a passion to see the family of God coming together as one. And uh, so we're grateful. We, um, we reap a lot of the benefits and what God has called this church to do and be in our city. So again, a big thank you from our hearts to yours. I'm going to pray if you would join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory and we give you the thanks and we give you the praise. You alone are worthy of it all. Lord, we've sung about your goodness. We've sung about your holiness. We've sung about Jesus. And Lord, our hearts are filled. They are refreshed. They are renewed. They are restored. We love being in your presence, oh God, and being together with one another because in that unity there is a, a commandment of blessing that rests upon your church. So Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts, we ask. Change us, rearrange us, oh God. Inspire our hearts so that we may know you and that we may serve you with a full heart this is our prayer to you today in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. 
I'm, um, something different happened to me this year. It's called glasses. All of a sudden, there was a change biologically, and now I have to have these, so you're welcome. I wonder if this morning, you know, um, we have incredible influence in this city and in this nation and right across the globe. Right here now in this room, there is incredible influence, there is incredible power, there is an incredible force that sits here in this room right now. And we, each and every one of us, has a place each and every one of us has a position, and each and every one of us has a purpose in the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Do you believe that this morning? You can say to yourself, I have a place, I have a position, and I have purpose. Everyone say purpose. Okay, so you didn't just get up this morning thinking, oh, well, what can I do today? No, you got up this morning with purpose, amen? The fact that you have been created and are alive today, that means you and I are on a mission. Amen? And you know what a joy it is to serve together. What a joy it is to stand alongside one another and accomplish the will of the Father here in this earth. Amen? So I'm wondering if this morning we can take some time and before we do that, turn to the person next to you and say, did you know that you are very influential? Now nod back to that person who asked you that question. Okay. And I want to spend some time this morning looking at what I believe are two of the greatest assets that we have in influencing the world around us. Two of the greatest assets that each and every one of us has. There's not one person in this room that is without it. Aren't you glad? So each and every one of us has these two things. And uh, as God's people, these are incredible tools that are within our little backpack that we can serve God and serve others with. Now, let me preface it by saying this. We know that the love and the grace of God met us where we were at. Amen? The love and the grace of God, it came to us. We didn't have a way of coming to Christ, but Christ made a way and he came to us. Amen? And so we know that. And, and you know that love and that grace of God, it still comes to us today, doesn't it? It still meets us right where we, are, where we are at today. And our worth and our value, our worth and our value is found in the fact that God created you and I. That's our value. That's our worth. God created. When he thought about what, what the world needed and who he needed in his kingdom, you and I came up into, in his creative mind. Hey man, isn't that beautiful? And he said, and I need Peace Christian Church to, to be like this and sound like this and do this. He said, no, I need Northside Family Church to be like this and do this and sound like this. And yeah, they're going to be quite loud, that mob over at Northside Family Church. So we need a bit of Peace Christian Church. 
to kind of just level things out. It's good to laugh. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, when you have a good laugh, all of a sudden your spirit man just kind of like is, oh, whatever, God's good, doesn't it? So we've been put together for a specific reason when we all run in a lane that God has ordained for us to run in. And I tell you what, just run in your lane and run well. Amen? Bless others, speak well of others and run in your lane. Amen. Okay, so we know that um, we're saved by grace. We know that we've been made righteous through Christ Jesus and that our lives have purpose. We also know that when we gave our hearts to the Lord, we embarked on a journey, didn't we? We, we started this journey that we, we didn't know where this road was going to take us. And uh, many of us today, we still don't know necessarily where this road will take us, but we are committed to the journey. We're committed to staying the course and we made a decision to follow Christ. And this journey that we are on, it's growing us. It's challenging us. It's changing us. Growing us, challenging us, and changing us. And these two things, these two assets, I believe they are vital. And you can't have one without the other. They've both got to walk hand in hand. And so what are, what are these things then? Number one, I believe it's because we've committed our lives to him now. We've essentially said we want to live for you. So the first thing is, what can we do for him? What can we do for him? Now that we are on this journey of transformation, what can you and I do for him? The second, I believe, is just as important as is, who can I be for him? What can I do for him? And who can I be for him? Because remember, we started on this journey of change. The person that we were before we knew Christ started on a journey. And now that we know Christ, we're, we're being changed all the time, aren't we? We're being challenged in the decisions and in the way that we think and the way that we respond to things. There's a challenge now that comes to us because the light has come. Light came into the darkness and what it did, it was it illuminated some things in our, in our lives and in our hearts. And so the questions that I want to uh, say to us today is, what can I do for him and who can I be for him? And both of these occur through this journey of transformation that we've embarked on and, and it's stages of growth, hey, that we come into. First we're a newborn, then we come and we come into uh, maturity and we're moving towards sonship. It's this, it's this journey of maturing and, 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 and getting wiser in the things of God and getting stronger in the things of God getting more knowledgeable in the things of God. Our understanding is increasing the more that we press into this journey and, and our hearts seek to know him and be like him. Amen. So John chapter 15 verses 1 to 17 we'll read. And as you, 
as you turn to that scripture, John chapter 15, I believe both of those things can fall into one word. What we can do and who we can be can, can come down into one word, fruit. Fruit. Our fruit. What we can do and who we can be can, can be described as our fruit. Let's read the scripture. John chapter 15. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear, everyone say, more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me, live in me, dwell in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, it can't grow by itself, unless it abides or it stays in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. He says, I am the vine, Jesus says. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Everyone say, much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Aren't you glad that through, every, through Christ we can do lots of stuff? <laughs> thank, thank, thank the Lord that he is on the journey with us. Amen. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in me in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Everyone say it again, much fruit. So you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may stay in you, may remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. I love this next verse. You did not choose me, but I chose you. You did not choose me. I chose you. I selected you. I called you. I came specifically looking for you. I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things I command you, that you love one another. So here we have this commission from Jesus. He says, now that you've come to me, he said, you stick with me. Live, live in me, stay with me, he says, and I'll cause you to bear much fruit. He said, you can't do it apart from me. You actually have to stay in me. You have to live in me for this thing to come to pass. But he says, I'm the true vine. I'm the one that will sustain you. I'm the one that will give you the life. I'm the one that will give you the power. Because without me, you can't do it. But in me, he says, you'll bear much fruit. Much fruit. Not just a little bit of fruit, much fruit. So then what is this fruit? And many of us would know. 
It's, it's the things that we can do in service to the Lord. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says, we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork and we're created in Jesus, Christ Jesus, to do good works. Everyone say good works. Okay, so that's the fruit that we can bear. Good, good things, honourable things, things that bring joy to other people's hearts. Good things, we're created. And he says, and I've already prepared those things ahead of you. You don't have to think it up. You just have to listen to the voice of my Holy Spirit because there's things and there's appointments that I've set up for you that only you can walk into those things because I've prepared them for you beforehand. Aren't you glad that God has the master plan in everything? Even in places of confusion, God still has a master plan. Even in places where it feels like the, you're not sure of what's happening and why it's happening, God still has a master plan because he says, there's things that I've prepared for you beforehand. Before you got to the season where you are right now, I've prepared some things for you to do and they're good works. Okay. We also know that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about the spiritual gifts and we may not have time to cover it this morning, but I would encourage you to, to refresh that in your mind. We've got these spiritual gifts that are given to each of us through the Holy Spirit. And we've all been gifted with something in service so that we can serve one another and serve those who we are sent to minister to. And so here we have, there's spiritual gifts. And this is all looking at what are the things that we can do for him? Now that I'm on this journey and I'm saying, I want to live for you, Lord. I want to follow you. I want to do what's pleasing to you. We've got these spiritual gifts. So the Holy Spirit says he's the helper. He says it's all good. I'm going to come. And I want to give you and you and you and you and you something so that together you can serve me. Together you can give me glory. Together you can do the work that I have called for you to do. So we see in verse 12, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Uh, you know that you were Gentiles carried away, it says, to these dumb idols. However you, however you were led, he says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. It says, there are diversities or varieties of gifts. It says, but it's the same spirit. Varieties. So when we look around this room today, there are varieties of gifts. Should be happy about that. Like I said at the start, everyone has a place. Everyone has a position. Everyone has a purpose. God is a just God. And if he says, I've called you, he says, I've equipped you. I've equipped you to do the work that I've called you to do. He says, and you won't be lacking for anything. You stay in this true vine. I'm the one that will nourish you to keep going and do what I've called you to do. Amen. Stick with me and things will work out. In other words, is what he's saying. Okay. Verse 5 says, differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Diversities of activities but the same God who works in all. That's why there's no need to be um, uh, threatened 
by someone else's lane that they're running in. Why? He says, because it's a God, the same God that's over all of us. It's the same. You might have a different ministry, but it's just the one God. It's just the one kingdom. It's just the one will on the earth that's being accomplished through us. Amen? So we can, that's why we can celebrate each other. When we come here this morning, our worship team, I can't tell you how happy our worship team was. Because, like, you know, worship teams, you relate, hey. Because we could just come into this house and not feel threatened and not feel envious. We can just come into this house and just feel so grateful that we are part of the body of Christ and we get to drink from one another's cup. Because there's many gifts, varieties of ministries, but it's the one God, it's the one kingdom, it's the one Lord overall. So these are the things that we can do for him. We can use what God has given to us, use it to the best of our ability to serve him and to serve one another. It's because the ultimate, the ultimate goal for all of us is that God gets the glory, not us. Amen? We want God to get the glory. We want him to receive all of the applause and all of the accolade. We want him, his name and his name alone to be lifted up. I love that song that you sang, Be Lifted High. Be lifted higher. That's the desire of our heart as the people of God. We want to say, be lifted high, Lord. Be lifted higher because we understand when we lift you high, you draw all men unto yourself. So this is the work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, amen, these gifts. He says he gives to each one liberally. That's the work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Now, let's go and let's look at the aspect of who we are. What we can do and then who we can be for this saviour of our soul. Galatians chapter 5. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness or meekness, self-control. Now, isn't it amazing? <laughs> That the society that we live in, we could all do with a little bit more self-control. <laughs> and you know what? As I've read this, these fruits of the Spirit, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, Scylla, for all that God has done for you, you know these fruits of the Spirit? They can be your love response back to the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light they can be the things the thankfulness the gifts of thankfulness for the fact that sin no longer has its reign over you it's no longer it no longer has its dominion over you these fruit this fruit of the Spirit can be 
Just like when you worship and you stand and you lift your hands in the holy place and you feel the presence of the Lord, you feel him walk in the room, this fruit of the Spirit can also be your act of worship back to the lover of your soul, the one whose love came and covered all of our sin. So I say to us this morning, what can we do and who can we be for him? Who can we be for him? And this thing of the, the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about when it refers to the word fruit. Obviously, there's different meanings. You can have your physical fruit, stuff that you pick off the tree. Hopefully, it belongs to you. And you didn't swipe someone else's fruit. Um, and then it can also mean action. Our actions, or a, an action or a result of the fruit of something. So when we plant a seed in the ground, we know that it's going to produce something and it's going to come out according to what that seed is. So it's the result of something. And then it can also mean profit or gain. It, it bore much fruit. So you, what you put in, it, you got a lot of fruit back. And this word, in the Strong's Concordance, it refers to the figurative, the, the, symbolic, uh, the symbolic meaning of the word fruit. And it talks about everything that is done in partnership with Christ. Fruit. Everything done as a believer in Jesus, as a follower of Jesus, our fruit are the things that we choose to do in partnership with that true vine. Because he says, you can't do anything without me. So stick with me. Partner with me. Come into agreement with me. He says, and then you'll bear much fruit. So it's this thing, the, the desire of our hearts to work in partnership with what Christ wants to do in us and through us. Okay, so by definition, fruit results from two life streams, the Lord living his life through ours. Did you get that this morning? It says the Lord living his life, but it's coming through us because we're the branches. We're the branches. That's where the life force expresses itself from. The vine expresses how much life is in there. It expresses how healthy it is. It expresses itself through the branches who we are. That's why he says, I'm the true vine. He said, and if there's, not, there's branches there, he says, I'll, I'll prune them. I'll, I'll, I'm pruning them. I'm, I'm going to get even more out of that out of that branch. Who loves pruning? Put your hand up if you love it when the Lord prunes you. I'm so glad that we are all honest in this house and we don't have to have a prayer meeting afterwards. But why does that pruning come? The pruning comes because he says, you've been called to bear much fruit. Much fruit. You've been called to work in partnership with me so that what you do prospers. 
It's not just some little um, meager little offering. No, this thing comes in, it bears much fruit. You stick with me and you'll bear much fruit. Stay the course, you'll bear much fruit. Stick with the pruning, we bear much fruit. Is it um, lovely? No, it is not. Do we enjoy it? No, it, no, we don't, if we're completely honest. And specifically in this verse, when it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, it talks about the work of the Holy Spirit. The work of... So we could read that to say... But the work of the Spirit is love. The work of the Spirit is joy. The work of the Spirit is patience, peace, kindness, goodness. When the Spirit of God is working in us, this is the result of that work. So not only does he empower us through the gifts of the Spirit, to give us the power to operate in those gifts. He gives us the power to work, to work out this fruit, which is the character of Jesus Christ. Amen? Why? Because he's looking for the sons and the daughters that he recognizes. And he knows what his son looks like. And he says, I am in my father and you are in me. That's why when he looks for us, he's looking for something that he can recognize. Amen? He's looking for his son. He's looking for those that are staying on that journey of transformation and not just getting stagnant and staying where we think, well, that's enough. We've done a lot of changing up to this point. I'm pretty sure we can just kind of like cruise on out now. No, until we meet him again. We are on this journey of change and transformation. That's why this fruit of the Spirit, it's our response to him. It's our response to his love being poured out, shed abroad in our hearts. It's our response to say, you know what, Lord? I'm on this journey. Change me. I want to become more like your son because what your son did for me, I could never repay him for that anyway. But this is the offering of my heart and of my soul and my spirit that I can bring to you in response for all that you have done for me. And I want to suggest to us today that when we go out into our world and people don't yet know Christ, they may not be able to recognise that we're moving or functioning in, in some gift of the Spirit, but they will certainly recognise the fruit of the Spirit, the work of the Spirit. They'll recognise when they've touched love. They'll recognise when they've touched joy. They've, they'll recognize when they've, they've touched a gentleness that they can't find anywhere else. How many know we're living in a world now that just seems to, to want to breed division and discord and separate? That's why gatherings like this are so important. We have to go anti what the world is trying to do. Because we are of another kingdom. We are responsible to another spiritual law. Amen. And we know that we're in this world, but we are not of it. We're just passing through.
So while we pass through, what can we do for him and who can we be for him? I pray that something ignites on the inside of all of our hearts. It stirs up another fresh desire to say, Lord, change me from the inside out. Let what I say correlate with who I am. Let the message that I preach line up with who I am. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that produces this fruit of the Spirit. And the wonderful thing is, is that he is called the helper. He helps us in our weaknesses. So when I have trouble with patience at the lights, people are laughing because you struggle with it too. Or in the lineup, when the person in front of me has gone and ran and gotten 15 more things because they forgot it. Right? Who's been there? <laughs> the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. <laughs> Sometimes we have to remind ourselves, hey, the word says encourage yourself in the Lord. <laughs> if you're not getting any encouragement from anybody else, encourage yourself in the Lord. When the long-suffering gets tested, it's the work of the Holy Spirit calling out to our spirit man to say, respond to the Spirit of God that's on the inside of you because I'm calling deep unto deep. I'm calling into something that you already are through Christ Jesus. This is a finished work that we walk in this morning. Amen? We're not waiting for it to happen. This is a finished work. When Christ died on that cross, he said, it is finished. Everything that we face right now, it's a finished work. So am I patient right now? Could I be more patient? Absolutely. So I'm sticking on the journey. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep yielding to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Could I do with more patience? Absolutely. Could I do with more long-suffering? Absolutely. Can I do with some more kindness? Absolutely. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay on this journey because I know and I understand that on this journey it leads me to life and to life everlasting. And we have the Holy Spirit, the Helper. That's why nothing that we face in terms of our character can... It doesn't have the power to overcome us. We have the power to overcome it. The things that need to align to the Christ likeness, this fruit of the Spirit, the work of the Spirit, that's the thing that we already have the power over. It's a finished work. It's the work of the cross, the power of the cross. It's the work of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to not only do what we need to do for the Lord, but also to be who we need to be for the Lord. There's a scripture in Matthew chapter 7. In verse 21, it says, you know, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name? Done many wonders in your name? He says, then I'll say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. 
See, the issue was, wasn't in what they did. The issue was that there was not a knowledge, a knowing between one another. That's why I say these two things are very important. Not only what we can do for him, but who we can be for him. Because in 1 Timothy also it says, 2 Timothy 2 verse 19 says, The Lord knows who are his. The Lord knows who are his. And let everyone who names the name of Christ, so he's talking about us as believers, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from sin, run away from it. Get as far away as we can from it. Because the scripture says the Lord knows who are his. And I come back to that reality that here we have the Holy Spirit, the helper. And here we have the true vine. It says, you stick with me. You'll bear much fruit. I am the true vine. You are the branches. Stay with me. Live with me. Abide with me. Be in partnership with me. And there will be much fruit to be produced. Like I said before, many, will, many people who don't know the Lord may not be able to recognize that we are operating in, this, in a gift, a spiritual gift, but they can recognize our character. They can recognize that, hey, how come they are not responding like the world is responding or like everybody else seems to be right now? And like I said at the start, I feel like the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit, when we come into partnership with him, it's our love response back to the one who has given us so much, laid down his life so that we would have the freedom and the victory and the deliverance that we walk in. I want to encourage us today, stay on the journey. Stay on the journey of transformation. Let's not give up halfway or let's not think that something is just too hard and we'll never get over that thing. No, let's stay on the journey, stay in faith, keep asking the Holy Spirit, help me in this area, help me in that area, he said, because not only does he help us, but he says he prays for us. He prays in a way that we can't understand and he prays for things that we don't even know what to pray for. So this work of the Holy Spirit, it's a deep work. It's meant to transform us, amen? It's meant to challenge us. It's meant to be confronting at times. Why? Because we are moving away, further and further away of who we were before we knew Christ. And we're moving closer and closer into that Christ-likeness which God has called us to walk and be in this earth. Amen. I pray that for all of us, not only will there be that recognition of our labour of love for him, but he, when he looks down upon us, I think of David. I think of David when when did so much for the Lord and then he found him, his, himself in a place where he'd sinned against the Lord. And he cries out and says, create in me a clean heart. Renew that right spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. You know, when the Lord looked at David and the scripture tells us, he says, David is a man after my own heart. He said, when I see David's heart, I see my heart. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit. 
This is the work of the Holy Spirit, transforming us to become more like the one who called us, more like the one who saved us, more like the one who delivered us from the things that came to bind us, keep us in bondage, enslave us. I read these scriptures in closing, John chapter 15, verse 5 and verse 16. Verse 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And in verse 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you that you should go and bear much fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Family, would you stand as we close in prayer? And Pastor David, if you would come. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Lord, as we continue to stay on this journey, as we continue to love you and to serve you, Father, continue to transform our hearts. And like the psalmist says, create in us that clean heart. Renew that right spirit within us. And Lord, when you scan your eyes to and fro across the earth, Father, I pray that you would see yourself in all of us. That you would witness that there was a work of the Holy Spirit that is taking place on the inside of us. And that your, your spirit, our God, would witness with our spirit. Your heart would witness with our heart. Father, we love you. It's a joy to serve you. It's an honor to know you. And Father, it makes our heart glad that we are loved by you. Lord, this is our prayer to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. What I'd like to do um, before we conclude the service we might invite the band back, but I'd like to pray a prayer of blessing on Northside Family Church. And um, we want them to do well. And uh, we want your congregation to you know, achieve everything it's supposed to achieve for Christ. There is no other Northside family in the city of Rockhampton. You're it, and you're supposed to do something. And there's a whole bunch of, of people, especially Islander and Indigenous people, that you're there for them. Now, I mean, we're there for them too, but we're not there for them in a very good way. But you're there for them in a good way. And you're there, being planted in the city by Christ, like as has been mentioned, with a purpose. So thank God, that's what I say. Thank God, rather than, than feeling this competition, like, oh, we've got, to, we've got to do that too, and we've got to do it better than them. <laughs> Forget that thought, no. You've, you know, you've got to do it well, as best as you can, and we've got to be so grateful for that and appreciate it. And well, I don't know about others, but I know I sure am grateful for it. And uh, I remember all my years in Mount Morgan trying to minister to Indigenous people, and I just never quite could get them. I tried my best. Well, thank God there are people who get them. And um, we're so grateful. We're going to pray a prayer and bless you and your congregation in just a second. But before we do, I wanted to say to, to everyone, and especially the peace folk, if you're going through tough times right now, 
and we all do, it's that pruning that Silla was talking about. And there's other parts of the Bible that say to rejoice when you're going through difficulty. And you've always said to yourself, why should I rejoice in a problem? Well, that is the answer. You're rejoicing because the Lord's turning you into a better person. So you're rejoicing in the person that you're becoming and you're rejoicing in what God's doing. God may not have caused the problem, but he sure knows how to use it to bring out something good. So, you know, like Jesus died on the cross. It was horrible and all, but what a good thing that was. So we rejoice in the cross. You know, on Good Friday, we celebrate the fact that our Saviour died. Now, that sounds so odd. We're celebrating that our God died. No, no, we're celebrating the death, as miserable as it is, because of what it meant and what it became. So the, the deaths that are going on in your life right now, the pain, it's all worth celebrating because your eyes need to be on Jesus. And don't fight him because he's trying to produce the fruit that you've been talking about. Well, just say to the Lord, what are you trying to produce in me right now? And cooperate with it so that the pain is as quick as possible. Women know they want a quick, painless birth, right? Why drag the process out for years and years and years? If you've got pain in your life and the Lord's trying to prune you, if this includes me, I've got pain in my life as well, let's say to the Lord, what are you trying to produce in me right now? Figure it out and get it sorted out quick. <laughs> get the pain done with and then you'll have even more reasons to rejoice. So let's pray and uh, let's bless Northside family. Lord, we are grateful for the body of Christ. I'm so glad we're not like, you know, only one arm in the body of Christ or anything like that. I thank you we're not paraplegics, but we have all the parts. And I thank you for this part that is Northside family. Thank you for the role it plays right here in Rockhampton. And Lord, we, on behalf of all Christians, we accept it. We declare it's a valuable and important and highly prized part of the body. And I thank you for the things it does that we all need. And Lord, I pray right now you'd make them strong. Make Pastor Seller strong. Make her people strong. Make her leadership team strong. Bless every small group they run. Bless every ministry they run. Bless their outreach to indigenous people, islander people, and also to the, the westerners that they have in their congregation as well. Bless them as well. I pray that they would be empowered for service. Lord, you said the Holy Spirit will enable us to have power to overcome sin power to be gospel witnesses. Lord, give them that power. Give them grace to walk in the spirit, to be full of fruit. Lord, empower them. Add people to their church. Lord, bring along new people. I pray that the new people they give would become strong in faith, full of life, that they would know how to pray, that their prayers would be answered, that they would have faith in their prayers. Lord, give them a quality home life, that the gospel affects their children, that their children know the Lord, that their children bring other people to Christ that I pray that you would now move upon them by the Holy Spirit, that they would think right. I pray that they would have the mind of Christ, that the, the spirit of truth would be in them, give them wisdom and understanding. And Father, I pray you would knit them into the body of Christ, that we would be one with them, that they would be one with us, that the blessings that you've intended would be theirs in fullness. Lord, may they be ma mature in faith, mature in grace. And Lord, I pray they do well financially as well. Bless their building, bless their projects, bless their money. May the budget be overflowing. Lord, you said in Psalm 23, my cup overflows. Lord, let their cup overflow in the name of Jesus. So Father, we bless them with all these things by faith. 
may they do well. And Lord, bless our fellowship lunch today. May it be a time of sweet fellowship together. Your grace be upon it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to